0: Hello everyone and welcome to Best Thoughts, I'm Will Johns. And I'm Rick Johns. This is the podcast where we share with you the best thoughts that we have come across in all of our reading and experience and study. And so we're going to be doing that again with you today as we're diving into the book The Critical Journey, and this book looks at the stages of faith that we all go through um, in our spiritual journey. So, Rick, tell me, what is it about this book that, that you found meaningful in your own experience?
1: Oh, I have loved this book, and that's why I suggested that we go through it. It's really been a nice outline or template to kind of just understand the spiritual journey. And we should mention it was written by Janet Hagberg and Robert Gulich. Unfortunately, Robert Gulich has passed away, but Janet is still very active. You can find her online, got a lot of good things. She's got a podcast too. And she's just a great spiritual uh, giant who kind of leads the way for us. And she did an interview with Robert of hundreds of people, I think, maybe thousands, I'm not quite sure how many, and just saw this these common stages, common patterns in people's spiritual journey as they went throughout life. So it's very helpful to kind of understand what is happening and what you can expect.
0: And Rick, we've had the opportunity as pastors to see this firsthand. We've had so many members that you could clearly see are in a particular stage. Uh, so it's incredibly helpful for us as pastors to know how to best minister to people, but also just to kind of understand our own journey and you know why we are where we are, and and today we're going to be talking about stage 2 and stage 3. Yes. And and I would say that of all the stages, stage 2 might possibly be the most fun. Like this one is just a time of learning and belonging. It's a time where you are just you could you could almost describe the person in stage 2 as a sponge. Mm -hmm. That is just soaking up teaching. Like they can't get enough about the spiritual life about God.
1: Yeah, so they've just moved out of stage one, which we talked about last week. And if somebody's listening who didn't listen to the first episode before this one... Um, why would you do that? <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> uh, you should go back and listen to it. But secondly, uh, the stage one was the recognition of God. So that moment where you say, I need help. I need some something beyond what this life has. Mm. And then you move into stage two, the life of discipleship, where you're just learning what is spirituality? Who is God? What does this mean for my life? This is the stage where you'll go to any kind of spiritual activity or event, anything like that where you can learn something more
0: and and grow in your walk with God. I remember this stage uh, when I was in a stage two. I remember as a young person, uh, I was probably in high school and there was a pastor named Leclaire Litchfield um, who was, you know ended up being a mentor of mine at, at many of these stages. but when I was in stage two, I remember him leading a Bible study that I was a part of. And I just loved every minute of that Bible study. Like it was like (laughs) everything that he was bringing out of the scripture was just new to me. It was fascinating. It was, it felt so true. I was so certain of everything that I was learning and believing. It's kind of a wonderful certainty at this stage.
1: Well, I, yeah, I would just say at, probably at the end of that stage, it starts to build into certainty. At the beginning, you're trying to figure things out, trying to learn. But you're right. You you are very trusting. Uh, there's a certain innocence to it. There's a certain purity of heart kind of in just searching for something that is true, searching for something that works, searching for mentors, searching for people who will help you on the journey and teach you and show you the way, look at you know, people at this stage will have a whole stack of good self-help Christian books, whatever they are, by their bedside and probably be reading a little out of all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they'll be listening to podcasts. They'll be uh, watching you know, their favorite speakers on YouTube or whatever. So yeah, it's the stage where you get really excited
0: about what you're learning. And I, I think some of that excitement comes just from... Having a new dimension in your life. You know, yes, like for sure. if you've been living your life with no reference point to God, yeah, and suddenly you have God as a reference point, you have the spiritual as a reference point. It's a new dimension opens up in yeah. your experience.
1: And this is a good place to remind people that all of these stages, they're not like clear cut. Now I've passed from one stage to the next. Uh, And you can kind of cycle in all of these. And there's little pieces of all of these in your journey at different times. So I do think you could be in upper stages and still kind of have a moment where you're growing in stage five and you find Mm -hmm. new information, new life and new uh, direction maybe. And you kind of have a stage two and three moment where you're learning and putting it into practice kind of thing. Uh, So we shouldn't see these as like clear-cut, absolute move from one to the next, and there's this one day you wake up and you're at stage three and not stage two. But as a general template for how you progress in the spiritual journey, I think
0: these really hold hold true. Yeah, and I think the church, as I've experienced it, typically does a great job for people in stage one and stage two. And, and three. And in three. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we'll talk more about the challenges the church as an organization has with helping people that go beyond stage three, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to that when we get there. But the church generally does a great job of meeting the needs of individuals who are in stage one or stage two or stage three, and so it's just you know I think a lot of people I know for myself I have these fond memories of of being in some kind of church environment. Uh, usually it was you know some kind of smaller group where we're studying the Bible or we're talking about the Bible or we're talking about our faith or we're talking about God or we're talking about mm-hmm. just life and how the spiritual relates to it and and just how you know exciting these discussions were and how interesting and how much I was learning 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 and you just it almost you know one way to look at stage two is like you can't get enough. Yeah. There's always more to learn.
1: I think you you added the word or brought up the word dimension, and I think that's a good word for it. It's kind of like you've been living in two dimensions, and suddenly you stumble on this third dimension, and Mm. it just changes everything and how everything looks and feels. I remember being uh, in this stage in college and just going to every small group uh, Bible study or event, every week of prayer, uh, I remember I had so many small groups that I had one pretty much every night, if I recall, that I was going to to learn more. And and it, maybe it wasn't just with my friends, although I had a few small groups with my friends. But I think there was one or two things that were, you know, done by certain professors at the college. And I just was soaking it up. I just loved it. And, and by the way, here's a tip for those of you uh, who've listened to our Relationship Podcasts probably not the best relationship uh, advice to be in a small group every single night. So you have no time for a girlfriend. Because <laughs> once I got a girlfriend, that was her first complaint. Like, oh my goodness, like you go to a Bible study every night. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, you want to come with me? <laughs> She's yeah, like, I'll, I'll yeah. go to a one or two maybe, but... She wasn't at that stage, so it just seemed like a bit much for her, <laughs>
0: kind of overkill, and and that that also shows, you know, kind of the the exuberant passion and excitement of the stage. Where, well, why wouldn't everybody want to yeah. do what I'm doing? Like there there's, there is a little bit of lack of awareness that yes. other people may not be in that same place, yeah, and they may not be as excited about learning what you're learning. One of the weaknesses then of
1: stage two is. In that enthusiasm, we can turn off uh, friends and relatives because we want everybody else to be in stage two with us,
0: Mm, and we think everybody else should
1: be. And we tend to judge them when they're not excited about spiritual things, and they're not wanting to study the Bible or... lukewarm. (laughs) (laughs) They're not wanting to go to church all the time. They're not wanting to sing in the choir, and they're not wanting to go on the spiritual retreat with us. Whatever, you know, it may be, that can be one of the kind of things we need to be aware of is we may be really excited about learning, but someone else might be in a different stage. And so that's not going to be where they're at. And that's okay.
0: And I think on the positive side, like you were saying before, Rick, no matter what stage we're in, we can all still uh, benefit from spiritual community. We can benefit from learning from others. Exactly. We can benefit from from listening to podcasts, from reading books. So, so it's not like when we go past a stage that we stop doing everything related to that stage. It's right. just that that's not no longer the primary focus. Right. Right. And and that's really what happens with this move from stage two to stage three is that we're still learning. Yeah. but now we have a chance to to share. Now right. we have a chance to give back. Yeah, And so the person in, in stage three is very conscious about serving God. And that's why I was bringing it up,
1: because that stage three of productivity, if it kind of goes wrong, it can be in this desire to kind of beat up others who aren't at the same level as you and You know, you have to convert all your friends. I went through a stage uh, early in my life and my spiritual journey where I really became focused on converting all my friends, Mm, (laughs) making sure they were, you know, (laughs) I was that guy chasing people. Do you know Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Come back here. Let me tell you about Jesus. Why are you running away? (laughs) That was me. And I remember even writing a letter, which we did back then before phones, uh, before internet, Believe it or not, I am that old. I remember writing a letter and getting a response back from one of my friends saying, Rick, thanks for your letter,
0: but I'd rather have a letter and not a sermon. Yeah, yeah. I think I got one of those too from one of my friends. So (laughs) That's the hazard of being a pastor too early in life. (laughs) Well, they probably still
1: wouldn't like the letter even when you're a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) I think the danger is just knowing how to share in a way with people that aren't at that same stage recognizing that it's okay my friends my family my spouse whatever they aren't they don't have that same zeal i have they haven't discovered it yet in the same way or they're at a different stage that's fine i can share now that we're in stage 3 now it's that productive life i can share the gospel i can share this new spirituality in ways that uplift others. And when this goes right, these people are a tremendous blessing to the world and society.
0: Yeah. And I think I think at stage three, we probably do get a little more effective about sharing. You know, in stage two, it's just pure enthusiasm, which sometimes overreaches, like you said, and turns people off or pushes people away because of its forcefulness. Yeah, in stage three, there's a little more um, wisdom that comes with. Okay, you know, I'm going to think this through about how I approach somebody. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm going to try not to turn them off because I know I've done that before. And then they're just getting. You know, in stage three, people start getting experience in spiritual leadership. Yeah, and I just have to add at this moment that you know, as a pastor, I love running into people that that they're that are in stage three because. It kind of makes my day to have someone come to me and say, Pastor, I want to get involved in the church. Yeah. Like, like that doesn't happen as often as I wish it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it does, it makes me very happy because I instantly say, All right, God's at work in this person's life. They're in a probably a stage three where they are ready to give back. Yeah. You know, it's always exciting for me as a pastor to see somebody enter into the stage three looking for ways to give back. And, and part of spiritually, I think what God is up to is that this is very empowering for people to give back. Yeah. Like you feel stronger and better about yourself when you are serving others and giving back.
1: Or just finding your niche. Uh, I think this is the this is the stage where you realize, you know what, I just love music and I love praising God or I love doing something, you know, in a church musically or I love participating in the outreach or feeding the homeless or going to the soup kitchen or, you know, doing some sort of ministry project where you're helping clean up somebody's yard or fix their home or just something where you're giving back, you're living your faith, you're feeling blessed now that you've kind of been through stage two, and you just feel like, oh, I've met God and He's changed my life, and now you want to give back, and when you give back, you feel really good about
0: it. And exactly as you say, Rick, we're we're figuring out what our specific gift is. Yeah. So for some, it might be serving, you know, uh, the community. For others. It might be praying for others. Yeah. Um, for some, it's it's leading worship or singing up front or playing a, a, an instrument. For some, it's behind the scenes running the AV. Mm-hmm. For some, it's just basic service, setting up chairs and tables, and you know, so for some, it's teaching. Yeah. Uh, I, I first remember I, uh, when I started to develop the gift of teaching. And I had an opportunity for a student week of prayer to give a 10 minute sermon, you know, or message. Mm. And I remember delivering that message and getting like a lot of positive feedback. And I even did some crazy stuff while I was. To illustrate the message, where I, I remember laying down on the stage, face mm. my face to the ground. Um, <laughs> you typically don't see a speaker do that in the middle of a message, but uh, I was illustrating like what Satan wants to do to us. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, I got good feedback on that, and I was excited. You know, that's part of the fun of stage three is like we're discovering gifts that we didn't realize that we had. Yeah, And so it's fun to, to do new things, to stretch our limits, to go beyond what we thought we were capable of.
1: Absolutely. And this is mentioned in the book by Janet and Robert, that this is the stage, stage three, that the church loves. <laughs> and as you mentioned, yes. we love as pastors. Yes. These are the people that are involved. Sign me up, pastor. Hey, that's an awesome idea. Let's go do it. These are the people that are movers and shakers and changing the community and uh, just lighting up the world with uh, their productivity and they're active in their faith. Uh, so this is this is a great stage, and it's no no wonder, Will, that uh, a lot of people don't ever want to leave stage three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like that we should be just wrapping it up at this point. Well, there <laughs> you are, you know, you're productive. You've matured, you've you're, made it. You've given back to God. Um, you know, so why should you even worry about anything else? And, and in a way, you know, this becomes a problem when we get to stage four, because there's this feeling that when you go to the next stage that you've regressed rather than progressed. Yeah. And, and so, um, that's, it's, it's an interesting thing, but I would say, this stage three is the reason that any spiritual communities exist. Like I I don't I don't believe within the Christianity, I don't think there would be any churches if you didn't have people in stage three. Right. Because they're generally making it happen.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And, and most churches are running on volunteers. And so, you know, without people in the stage then people at stage one and two don't have anywhere to go, you know, to learn about God. (laughs) Right, right. And these stages, just to be
1: clear, can happen outside of the church context. Uh, Right, right. We're both heavily immersed in the church context, so that's the context that's easiest for us to reference. But all these stages definitely can happen outside of it, and I think nowadays, probably more than ever, people are doing some of the spiritual journey outside of the church walls.
0: (laughs) Anybody... Serving a cause, you know. Yes, there's a nonprofit that is championing a, a cause that you believe in, and you're serving that, and you're you're volunteering your time. I just met with a uh, organization that is supporting foster parents, mm. and they are recognizing that one of the biggest needs that foster parents have is for a night out without the foster children, just to kind of recoup yep. a little yep. energy. And so this agency is is supplying that night out by providing the child care. Yeah. And so you know if you care about children who have had a rough go, and you're trying to support the parents that are reaching out to these children, uh, you know, so here's here's a great way to give back to support those in need in the community. And you know the individuals from this organization that I was talking with, I could just see their passion. And it was stage three passion, you know? So yes, it can happen in almost any environment, whether within the church or outside of it. Absolutely. And there's so many causes out there
1: and so many people doing awesome things, great things, finding meaning and enjoyment. And I think, again, that stage three is that level where you really just, what feeds you more than anything is getting involved, doing something, to, to give back, to see the world be a better place, to minister to a certain, you know, cause or a certain uh, group of people. And these people in stage three are electrified by it. They're excited about it. And they're finding just personal meaning. Doesn't mean it's always easy or they always enjoy everything about it, but it definitely means that's what they
0: want to do with their time. And I would say from my own experience, my time in stage three was probably one of the times where I felt the best about what I was able to give back. Mm-hmm. And I was very confident that what I was doing was good, and I felt really good about it. But there's going to come the time when the stage three productivity just doesn't satisfy anymore like yes. it did. And before we get into that in stage four, that's next week, next next week's podcast, Let me just say a big thank you to everyone who's been in stage three for your service. Like, you've done a wonderful thing. And so, you know, thank you for letting God lead you to that point and for all that giving back. But if you're getting to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm tired of giving back, or yeah, it doesn't have the same meaning for me anymore, Yeah. or boy, I don't even know if what I'm doing is good... Or maybe I'm doing more harm than good because of how I'm going about it. Or if you're starting to have questions about the good that you're doing, it could be that you're starting to enter stage four. Mm -hmm. And and, And get ready. And if that's the case, (laughs) you're going to need this podcast more than anybody else. Because we really, you know, of all the stages, we're targeting stage four the most with this particular season of best thoughts, because it's the most confusing. It's the one where you're gonna need the most support and the most direction. It is the hardest to
1: understand. It's extremely counterintuitive. You would think, as we've just said, that stage three would kind of be the arrival of spiritual maturity and happiness and, and being wise and generous. No, you've still got three more stages after stage three. So stage four is when the wheels start to come off and you didn't see it coming. You can't believe it's here. Sometimes it's gradual. Sometimes it happens really quick. Whatever you do, you need to keep listening to our next podcast because that's when we're gonna get into the depths of stage four.
0: Stage four is where you are strong enough now because of your relationship with God growing to the certain point where you can handle being pulled apart Mm. you can handle a deconstruction of your ideals of what you think everyone else should be doing suddenly there's questions there's doubts and it's a whole nother ball game so you'll want to join us next week Oh, I
1: I have so many stories coming to mind as you're talking, Will, of going through stage four. And we just really gonna dive deep into that next week because that's the stage that most people don't understand and don't know what to
0: do with. Yes. And we definitely wanna help you through that because we've been there. We know how challenging it can be. So please join us next week as we continue through the book, The Critical Journey by Janet Hagberg. And we start to look at stage four, the journey inward, the journey that involves doubt and questioning and, and some deconstruction uh, mm-hmm. to lead you into stages five and six, where you can experience spirituality at, the, at its highest level.
1: So thanks for joining us today as we've discussed stages two and three in the critical journey. We look forward to being with you again next week as we discuss stage four. But for now, you've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will Johns and Dr. Rick Johns. We'll be with you again next time.
0: Thank you for joining us for this podcast once again. If you'd like more information about our podcast, you can go to mysoulcare.net and click on Podcast, Best Thoughts Podcast. You'll see all of our previous recordings in one place, and please continue, if you've enjoyed this podcast, to share it with your friends. That's the best compliment you can give us by passing our information along to others. Take care, and God bless.